Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Um, how shall we start today? Um, well, I guess we'll throw some unnecessary background into the show itself and get meta right out the gate. It's uh, April 20th um, and I am shockingly sober. Um, so there's that. Uh, the weather is pretty much what you'd expect it to be in Ohio. Uh, meaning that it was, you know, wet and cold earlier and now seems mildly okay and dry. And I'm sure this evening it'll be, you know, bitter cold and probably wet again. Um, so there's that. Um, what else can we say? Uh, I'm having a fantastic weekend. Um, I got called out semi-personally uh, at a Nick Offerman show I was at yesterday. So we'll we'll eventually wrap around and get to that, um, but I feel like maybe I need to lay down some groundwork, um, before we get to that sort of peak in the evening. Uh, where, where do I begin? Um, I guess this time of year, um, mid to late April has, uh, traditionally been pretty, pretty good for me, um, on at least two instances that immediately spring to mind, um, and we, we can chat a little bit about that, as, uh, in a weird twist of destiny, um, the items actually sort of converge. Uh, to elaborate on this, I should say that, uh, you know, my birthday is in late March. Uh, I was actually born on Easter, for whatever that might be worth to anyone, uh, which has happened a couple times since, a couple of Palm Sundays, um, the occasional Good Friday, you know, with, with the Easter situation moving around based on, uh, I, I don't know what, I'm sure I could Wikipedia it and find out what is, what all math goes into figuring out when Easter is. Uh, truth be told, I can't be bothered. Um, but the point is, is late March is, is, is my birthday. Um, and when I was going to turn 40, Abby, sweet, thoughtful angel that she is, wanted to put together a big, big old bash for me. Um, and you know, it wasn't super important that it take place on the birthday itself, uh, but wanted to commemorate the event, uh, you know, at a time period somewhat adjacent to, uh, you know, the birthday. Um, and so she put together a party that was, uh, for my 40th birthday, it was forties themed as in the, the 1940s. Uh, and so, uh, about four years ago, um, she rented out, uh, the local, uh, VFW, I believe it is, um, and did up a bunch of, uh, fantastic, um, decorations and such, uh, you know, for, as befits, a, a theme party, and, um, you know, we all, we all got outfits, um, the ladies did their hair up all 40 style, um, you know, we had some period appropriate music and, foods and whatnot, uh, which was a, a, a wonderful time. Um, my role in, in the, the sort of costuming of 
said fun times uh, was that, you know, in the 40s, uh, the 1940s, men weren't necessarily known to have a lot of facial hair. There was a lot of uh, clean shavenness um, and such. So I actually, you know, shaved the beard off. It was one of only a handful of occasions where that took place. Uh, and also, you know, trying to, you know, be stylistically from a clothing and whatnot perspective, uh, match the time. Uh, you know, I didn't, didn't go through any major great lengths there because guys in the forties were, you know, pretty standard, you know, dress, dress clothes. Uh, so, you know, I had some, 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 some black pants and a white button up shirt. Uh, I believe there was a tie involved. Um, but to, you know, try and sell it and, and not just look like, you know, I was from a Reservoir Dogs outtake, uh, I got some black suspenders, uh, cause that seemed appropriate, um, and worked out well and, and merry great times were had, uh, by all. Um, it was a fantastic party. Um, like I said, Abby, Abby outdid herself in putting that together, you know, all, all parties concerned had a great time, uh, you know, her family was there, my family was there, uh, some folks from, from our various works, uh, enjoyed with us, and, um, even though, um, some might construe it as sort of stealing the thunder away from my birthday, uh, I had a little bit of a plan for the event, um, unbeknownst to Abby, um, that I kind of sprung on her sort of, sort of last minute. Um, you know, we, great times were had and there, there was like a stage in the place and the, the, uh, the girls did, did sort of, uh, an Andrew's sisters, uh, number, uh, for the collected crowd as, as part of the, the entertainment. Um, and they're, you know, not, not quite at the end, but let, let's say somewhere between Act 2 and Act 3 of, of the event. Um, I got up on stage and, you know, wanted to, you know, express my gratitude to, you know, everybody for showing up and hope, you know, I hope you're all having a great time and, you know, uh, I'd like to bring Abby up on the stage, uh, you know, to, you know, say how much I appreciate her and the effort she's put in, uh, which I then, you know, turned into a proposal. Um, so I believe it was last Thursday marks the fourth anniversary of when I officially proposed to her, uh, the proposal versary as I call it. Uh, so, you know, good, good times for, on a couple of fronts. Um, obviously spoiler alert, she said yes. Uh, but you know, the party itself was fantastic. Um, you know, and she said yes, which, which made it, you know, extra special, um, and super worth it, um, and, and great times for all. So, you know, chalk up at least two items for, you know, mid to late, uh, April in, in the life of Todd. Um, so, you know, fast, fast forward, uh, a, a little bit, uh, our, our actual anniversary, uh, is in November. Uh, you know, we, we, we put things together pretty quickly. Uh, once again, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say all the credit for that goes to Abby for, for putting together, uh, the wedding. Um, 
took place in the same VFW, actually. Uh, you know, and, and she she did all of the arrangements and the, uh, the the decor and the menu and everything else that you know um, brides to be go absolutely bug nutty over and spend you know the the gross national product of a small country uh, to fund. Um, Abby put together with with you know great patience and poise and, and you know put it all together very well um, on a on a pretty lean budget that she imposed on herself and it was fantastic. Um, I don't think that there are any complaints by anyone. It, it wasn't a cheap wedding; it was a uh, cost-effective wedding, I guess. Um, and again, everyone had had good times. Um, one aspect of you know the preparations. Um, were that, you know, Todd needed to get himself a suit. Uh, I'm, as far as clothing goes, I'm a, I'm a pretty straightforward kind of guy. Uh, I may or may not have, you know, ranted or rambled about fashion, uh, on the podcast before, but you know, I'm, I, I am really am, you know, a jeans and t-shirt sort of fella. Uh, you know, I wear clothing because it protects you from the elements and covers all of your bits um, and serves utility and that it has pockets and such. Um, fashion's not really my thing. Uh, being all super stylish uh, and fancy is not a thing I do on a regular basis. And generally speaking, not willingly, uh, truth be told. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had some button-up shirts and a handful of ties and some, you know, dress slacks and, and whatnot, but did not actually have a suit to get married in. Uh, so that was part of the, the procedure there, uh, going out and getting a suit. Um, of which, again, Abby helped. Um, thank goodness, because God knows what I would have shown up in uh, if left to my own devices. Uh, but I got a suit. It fit well, uh, you know, at the time. Uh, I guess as some sort of additional commentary and background there, um, when I turned 40, I got the idea in my head that, hey, you know, I should probably start doing things better uh, in regards to my health in general. I'm going to, you know, try and stop smoking and cut back on the Mountain Dew and try and eat healthy and join a gym and all those sort of things. So from, you know, March to November, I was on something of a health kick. Um, and had trimmed down a bit, uh, you know, still was not quite where I wanted or needed to be, truth be told, but I had, you know, slimmed down a bit, and therefore the suit that I got uh, sort of matched that profile, if you will. Um, and, you know, again, spoiler warning, you know, you, you get married in, in November and go on your honeymoon, and I'm not going to count calories and, you know, not drink the alcohols while I'm on my honeymoon or smoke, like, you know, I'm going to do my thing, I'm not going to stress this stuff, uh, you know, and that ended, and then you're in Thanksgiving, and that ends, and then you're in Christmas time, and all the parties, and festivals, and feasts, and whatnot, and long story short, by the time the next March came around, I'd kind of, you know, effectively wiped out any good I'd done, um, moral of that story being that, that, uh, that wedding suit, yeah, it, it, it no longer, you know, fits, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I'd have a real hard time squeezing into that bad boy. Um, this sort of segues into, um, unfortunate recent events, 
Um, the family recently suffered a loss. Um, someone had passed away, and I, I don't want to go go too deep on that one and, and bum everyone out. Um, but when someone you know close to you passes away, and they're you know they're you know the visiting the visiting hours and the the funeral and, and, and so forth, you know, you, it's important that you are appropriately, uh, you know, dressed for such occasions. Um, and in reviewing my wardrobe, nothing really fit the bill, uh, to what I consider appropriate. Uh, you know, call me old fashioned, but if it's a funeral, you should be wearing black. Um, and I had, some, some black slacks that I've had for a while, and I'm not going to say that they're ratty looking, but they're not exactly fresh. Um, but as far as, you know, a blazer or a, a, you know, a sport coat or whatever it is you call the, the jacket portion of a suit, um, I had one that was like a gray, but to me that, that, that wasn't going to work, uh, for a funeral. Um, so I'd go, I had to go suit, suit shopping once again. And again, the one suit I did have that was dark and appropriate uh, from the wedding was not going to fit. So that was just flat out. Uh, and sadly, I did not quite realize this um, in a timely fashion. And so when I went out to do uh, said suit shopping, it was kind of uh, the night before, a couple nights before, um, you know, the... the visiting hours and, and so forth. Uh, so my options were a little bit limited. Um, I ended up going to, I believe it was JCPenney, uh, at the mall. <laughs> um, and me and, uh, youngest daughter were rampaging around trying to find appropriate, uh, suitage for, for old Todd. Um, there weren't a lot of options, what options were available. Um, being a rather tall fellow and, um, a little bit girthy, let's say, um, weren't a lot of options available, especially when you have to restrict your, your color palette to, uh, you know, somber black. Um, I did find something, um, that seemed to fit, uh, fairly well. Um, but the, uh, the trousers, the, the slacks for that were a little on the large size. Um, zeroing in on pants, that would be long enough to, to handle my lankiness and yet wide enough to handle, uh, my well-rounded gut, uh, proved problematic. Uh, I could find ones that would fit me around the middle, uh, made me look like I was waiting for the flood, uh, or I could find ones that were long enough, um, but would require some sort of girdle or corset, uh, for the most part. Uh, but I did find a pair that, that were long enough, but they're all a little, a little loose, uh, in the waistal regions. Um, and the first time I wore them, I, I, I tried using a belt because, you know, that's what belts are for. Um, and I have a fantastic belt, uh, just on a side note. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, a couple of years ago for Christmas, uh, I received as a gift this magical belt. Um, and it's magical in that it doesn't, it's not a traditional belt in the sense that it's got the little holes that you put the latch through to tighten, and so you've got certain set sort of settings. Uh, it kind of closes like a zip tie, and has, you know, you pull up on the buckle and it releases, so it, it, it's very uh, custom uh, 
in that you can cinch that bad boy down to whatever you need um, and or let it run a little loose if you need to without a whole lot of effort. You don't have to break out a leather all uh, to reset, uh, you know, the sizing there. Um, and so I combined that with the, the slightly loose pants. Um, and they held up. I mean, no, no, you know, humorous or um, inappropriate, uh, you know, situations took place at the viewing. Um, but not exactly comfortable. Uh, it was one of those situations where, you know, you cinch it down, but there's enough extra material in the waist that you kind of you can, like, fold it over <laughs> under the belt. Uh, which is not really a great look or really comfortable. Um, at which point, upon returning to the home and realizing, hey, I need to wear these again tomorrow to the actual funeral, uh, it dawned on me, hey, I have suspenders. That will fix this problem. And it did. Um, so the suspenders come, come back around in, into our story there. Um, so fast forward a um, couple weeks, a month, um, and for my birthday, uh, Abby had gotten me tickets uh, to see uh, Mr. Nick Offerman uh, in concert in Cincinnati. Um, as you may know from, from previous podcasts, a uh, big fan of, of Mr. Offerman, uh, both as his, you know, character Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec, but also from, you know, various other avenues. American Ham is fantastic, a uh, piece of stand-up work. Uh, like I said, he's, he's written a couple of books um, that I've read slash listened to as audiobooks. Uh, I find very enjoyable. Uh, I find him to be uh, funny and also, you know, a person who, who tells stories um, and shares his views um, in such a way that I agree with a lot of what he's saying. Um, in general, like, I, I really like the guy, um, and Abby got tickets, it was, like, second row center, um, at the, at the theater, um, as well as a wooden birthday card from the Offerman Wood Shop, which was fantastic, um, and she's, pla she planned out, you know, this as an outing, like I said, it's in Cincinnati, which is a quick enough ride, uh, from, from Columbus, but, you know, you're going to go to a, an evening show, um, so she, you know, got us a, a very nice hotel room, uh, as well. Um, and the plan was to, you know, head out, um, took, took the Friday off, um, not realizing that it was, you know, good Friday, uh, in the Easter sense when I took it off or that when all this was planned, but that's just how that worked out. Uh, so I, you know, took the day off work, had to run around, do some things, and then we were going to head up there about midday, uh, you know, check into the hotel, um there. She booked us reservations at a, uh, fantastic steakhouse. Uh, so we we're going to have a, a good steak dinner, uh, with some, some whiskeys and then go see, uh, Nick Offerman and, you know, head back to the hotel and have some good times and some party. And, you know, the next morning we'll, we'll head out. Um, again, Abby is super thoughtful and sweet to me and I don't deserve her, but, uh, she's sticking with me for some reason. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, cling to my good fortunes, um, and just be super thankful and grateful. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we have this outing planned. 
Um, and again, I'm, I'm not Mr. Fashion. I, I don't know a lot about clothes and stuff, but, uh, at the same time, I kind of feel like people don't really dress up anymore. Um, you know, and I'm not saying you got to put on a three piece suit to, you know, head down to the grocery store. That's ridiculous. And I, I don't stand for that. But, you know, if you're going to, you know, go out to a fancy restaurant and then, you know, go to a theater to, to see someone perform, um, I believe in putting forward a little effort there. Um, you know, and Abby had gotten herself a, uh, a fantastic, uh, what I consider sort of fancy outfit, um, you know, for these proceedings. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, have her be all to the nines and I'm showing up like some sort of schlub. Um, so again, go into the wardrobe for the few articles of clothing that I possess that, that sort of fit the bill. And it is, you know, the, the black slacks, black jacket, you know, that I recently acquired, uh, and firm in the knowledge that, uh, you know, the belt is not a good plan long-term. I'll just break out the suspenders and it'll be great. Uh, for whatever reason, Abby just seems to think I'm adorable in suspenders. So that worked out well also. Um, you know, and so that's, you know, we, sort of packed that. I went up in jeans and a t-shirt and a flannel as, as I do for the ride. Uh, but you know, we got there and went to the hotel and changed up and headed out and dinner was fantastic. Um, I had a, uh, a, a filet mignon that was to, to freaking die for. Um, just super good stuff there. Had a, uh, a, a two old fashions. Um, which sort of primed the night, uh, pretty well. Uh, you know, we, we got done eating and then we, we headed over to the, to the theater. Um, which again, um, was, was easy walking distance. It was a little, little drizzly, but survivable. Uh, you know, we got in there, uh, you know, Abby showed her tickets and it, it was the second row, uh, of the, the theater, uh, such that, um, the second row actually meant that they had put up sort of two rows of sort of folding chairs in front of the actual first row in the theater. Um, and it was like dead center. Uh, I was right there. Um, I was as far away from Nick Offerman. Um, it was like 10 feet. Like I, I, I could have, you know, flicked a cigarette and hit him with it, uh, if I were smoking indoors and didn't like him, um, neither of which were true, and I would never flick a lit cigarette at him, um, I merely use that as a, you know, unit of measurement, um, because there's only so far you can flick a cigarette and hit a person, um, with any level of accuracy, and I was that close, is what I'm saying, um, I could have taken, you know, my, my double bourbon and, and cola and thrown it at him and, and gotten him soaked mid-performance. Uh, again, if I didn't like him as much as I did uh, and or if I didn't enjoy my beverage as much as I had. Um, point being, he was close and I like the guy and I wish him no harm, but I'm having a real hard time coming up with distance comparisons that don't involve me chucking a thing. Um, let's call it 10 feet and ignore that the last 30 seconds happened and everybody wins. I like this plan. Um, but it was fantastic. Uh, you know, no opener, no closer. He just, you know, the, the time came, he came out, uh, you know, t 
told some, told some jokes, told some funny stories, played some music. Um, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, grinning ear to ear the whole time. Um, you know, there is a point, uh, in the, the sort of latter portion of the performance, um, where he's telling a story. Uh, it's, it's the, the sort of the prelude to a song he was about to, to, to sing, uh, a song that he had, he had written for his wife, uh, on the occasion of her 50th birthday. And I'm not going to, you know, steal his material or retell his, his tales because that's not right. And I won't do it justice. Um, but in the lead up, uh, you know, he mentions that, you know, it's, it's her 50th birthday, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, you know, and he, he says something to the effect of, you know, 50, you know, trying to figure out what to get her, uh, you know, some sort of, you know, item or, or bauble, uh, as he said, uh, you know, 50 is the, the year of the bauble, uh, and he made a joke to the effect that, uh, you know, 55 is, you know, the goo is appropriate, um, and I'm kind of an old-timey guy, I enjoy when people break into old-timey language, and goo I feel, is, is definitely old-timey, um, it's also an inherently funny word, Google. Uh, it's not one here often, and it, it, it's phonetically, it's funny. Um, and again, I'd had two old fashions and was pretty well through, if not had finished, you know, a double uh, beam and coke, um, and was in especially good spirits for all the reasons in the evening. Uh, you know, and so when he said, you know, 55 is, you know, the year of the Google, uh both myself and Abby laughed, as you do, uh, apparently pretty loudly, um, and apparently most of the other folk in the theater did not necessarily find it as humorous as we did, uh, cause it was very obvious that the two of us thought that that was, you know, extremely, uh, comedic, um, burst of laughter from a very specific area, you know, in, in the theater. And again, we were super close and he made note of this, uh, and kind of looks down, you know, it, it seemed like it caught him off guard that we laughed at that so hard as we did, uh, you know, and he points out to the crowd, he's like, and the, uh, the person who thought that was super funny, uh, sitting down here, uh, and kind of points at me and says, and he's wearing suspenders, uh, I think he might be Amish, so it all checks out, um, and then just keeps going with his routine, uh, you know, with his, with his performance, um, so it was fun that for my birthday, I, I got to go uh, and see someone that I hold in high regard and find uh, immensely entertaining. Um, and that, you know, I, in a weird twist, actually caught his attention. Uh, that was fun for me. Uh, that's a moment, uh, you know, I'll take with me and, and retell uh, a bunch as the years go by. Um, but, you know, another, another, you know, point in the favor, another several points in favor of, you know, mid to late April, um, for old Todd. Um, so, so good, good stuff there. Um, let's see what, what other good fun stuff do I have to tell, um, from my, my Audi. Um, when we arrived at the hotel, um... I don't think, I mean, I didn't know this was happening, and apparently neither did Abby, uh, but the hotel that we were staying in, uh, which was a fantastic hotel, and perhaps we'll get back to that later, um, as we're checking in, there is a, a, a big sign, a placard, a, you know, advertisement that this weekend, the American Atheists 
we're having a convention at this hotel, uh, which just tickled me. Um, you know, as I've mentioned previously, I, I, I am an atheist. I'm not, you know, particularly um, militant or active in, you know, my atheism. It's more of a, a personal uh, position. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, they've banded together and have, have themselves a, a, you know, a, a convention. Uh, you know, um, I, I enjoy when like-minded people get together to, to share their love of, you know, a thing or an outlook. Um, provided that thing is, you know, generally a good thing. Uh, I'm, I'm against clan rallies. I'm against lynchings. Um, etc. But the American atheists want to get together and, and, and have themselves a, uh, you know, a get together in a convention. I can get behind that. Um, I don't know that I'm quite along the path to where I would necessarily want to join in. Um, but it was, it was, it was nice to me to see that, uh, you know, they were having a convention, uh, kind of made me wonder what exactly does one do at an atheist convention? Uh, but you know, I'll, I've, I'm not going to, you know, go grabbing random people like, what's all this about then? Um, that's, that's not really, uh, my thing to do. Uh, but that was fun. Um, later that evening, uh, when we had finished with the show, um, and went back to the hotel and kind of went to the hotel bar and we're hanging outside out front having cigarettes and such. Um, there were a lot of, you know, atheists about, you know, they all had, you know, the little lanyards with the, you know, Hey, we're here. Um, we're allowed to be, you know, in the convention, you know, the little ID tag lanyard situation. So it was easy to spot the atheists, I guess. Um, and a lot of them just assumed that because we were there, that that is also what we were there for, which, you know, we, they, hey, you here for the thing? No, not really, but I think it's great you're doing it. Um, you know, and had some good conversations there. Um, So, you know, a good, a good time was had. Um, it was entertaining is maybe not the best word. Funny is probably not the right thing. Um, there was one point we went out there, um, and I don't, I don't mean to make broad generalizations. I don't want to say, boy, those atheists sure can drink. Uh, cause I, you know, met a very small portion of them. Um, and that's not fair, but, um, in the smoking area, there were definitely, a lot of, of atheists who, who had had themselves some beverages. Uh, and one time we went out, uh, Abby and I, and there, you know, were a cluster of them talking. Uh, and there was this one guy just, just pleading, begging, asking drunkenly, definitely drunkenly, but asking, you know, the ladies around him, you know, for, for some assistance. Um, and what he was saying was, you know, I just want to know, you know, how I can compliment a woman without it being, you know, creepy or weird. Cause you know, I just, just want to say something nice, but I'm not like necessarily trying to do anything. I just want to be nice and I don't want to offend people. Um, and words to that effect. And I couldn't really hear what most of the folks around him were, were saying as responses to this. Um, cause they were not as drunk or as loud. Um, and I could just see Abby sort of seething, trying not to interject, uh, or whatever. Um, cause the honest answer is you, 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 you don't like if it's a person that you know, and you want to say, Hey, you know, I like your, your shirt or whatever. Um, 
you know, that's fine because you know the person and you want to say nice words to them, whatever, but random person on the street, if you're a dude and you're looking at a, a woman and you want to, you know, make commentary to that fact, um, odds are it may very well cause offense and you just have to, you know, deal with that, live with that. Like that, that is, that is what it is. Um, you know, you, your intentions may be just to say, you know, Hey, I like the, you know, the pattern on that scarf, but that's not necessarily how it's going to be taken. Um, and understand that it's really not important for you to do so. That's something that you're doing, you know, for your own benefit. You might think you're doing it for the, you know, to give the woman a little perk, but that's not what that is. Um, you know, and as Abby eventually did chime in, uh, when others didn't seem to be giving him, you know, adequate responses, she's like, you know, you don't compliment her. She doesn't need you for validation, uh, which is true. Um, I don't know if he, you know, took on that piece of wisdom, um, and will act upon it, you know, in the future. I'd like to think so. Um, but it was an, it was, you know, an entertaining exchange for me. Um, you know, good stuff. Um, you know, we went to the, uh, we went to the bar and, and, you know, had some more drinks and I got to enjoy my first, you know, cheese and charcuterie board, um, which was fun. Various, you know, meats and cheeses and breads and stuff. That was, that was a fun little fancy, uh, addition to the evening. Um, good stuff, good stuff. Um, you know, and then, you know, eventually kind of made our way back to the room and, and, you know, had, had good times there and, you know, crashed out and woke up in the morning and, um, there was a little diner inside the, uh, like the, like the hotel is attached, you know, the, like the bottom level had, you know, what they called an, you know, an arcade, um, not the video game arcade, but like, you know, a bunch of stores, you know, in the building and, and, you know, associated to the situation. Um, one of which was a, uh, a diner, a little, little diner deal, which was, which was pretty cool. Uh, you know, we went in there, uh, first thing and we got some coffee, um, which was interesting in that they apparently ran out of latte supplies. Um, the woman in front of us ordered a latte and Abby ordered a latte and I'm like, Ooh, that sounds good. And she's like, mm, sorry, I only have enough for two. And Abby's like, I'll just have a coffee. And you know, it's fine. It worked out. Um, weird, but whatever. Um, and then we went back up to the room. Uh, Abby got a room that had a, uh, a fancy heart shaped, uh, giant bathtub with whirlpool jets in it. Uh, which is always fun. Um, I am a particularly large fellow. Um, not just around the gut, but you know, at six foot two, your average bathtub doesn't really work for me, uh, except in shifts. Uh, you can sort of pick a portion of the body to soak at the exclusion of the other. Um, it's just not as fun or relaxing as it is for, for most, you know, smaller folk. Uh, so having a big old bathtub to, to kind of soak in was nice, and the Whirlpool Jets were fun. Um, I also got to enjoy for the second time in my life, uh, the first time happened uh, the night of the honeymoon, because we also had a giant bathtub uh, Whirlpool situation there. Uh, but I got to enjoy, uh, a bath bomb, uh, which if you're not familiar with those, they're, you know, fist-sized chunks of stuff that smells good, and I presume soap and, you know, 
bubbles and, and whatnot that you, you drop into a bath and it immediately dissolves into like a bubble bath sort of situation. Um, they make all sorts of them. Uh, a lot of them have glitter in them. Abby managed to get one that did not. Thank you very much, uh, Abby. Much appreciated there. Um, we got to enjoy that. You know, had a good little soak there uh, on uh, Saturday morning. Good stuff. Um, and got ourselves ready and packed up in time for checkout and kind of, you know, dropped our bags with the, the, the front desk and then went back to the diner for some, for some breakfast. Um, food was pretty good. Uh, apparently our waitress, uh, may or may not be employed as of the time that I'm talking about this. Uh, I missed most of it cause my hearing sucks. Uh, especially if you're in a place where, you know, there's chatter happening. I can't pick out things unless I'm really trying. Uh, but apparently Abby overheard some, some fun confrontation between, uh, the waitress and her boss, something involving, you know, making phone calls or not, depending on who you're referring to. Um, it was some nice, uh, low level, we're not involved drama there for some entertainment. Uh, when we finished eating and went to go outside to have a cigarette, um, in like the rotating door, the, the waitress and some other person who worked there were apparently crossing pads on smoke breaks and there was a nice loud altercation about, you know, do you want to lose your job? Well, no, you know, anyway, good stuff. Um, well, for us as the observers, probably not for her. Uh, I hope it all worked out well. Let's see, what else? While we were outside having cigarettes, uh, we noticed uh, across the street, there was a group of, I want to say, five young men um, dressed very, uh, shall we say, outlandishly. Um, weird costumes, and not like cohesive costumes to where they were, you know, just came from some sort of comic book convention doing some cosplay stuff. Like, we're going to grab, you know, random stuff out of the props chest uh, and throw them on and just try and, you know, look weird and ridiculous, and they succeeded. Um, and we're standing out there having a cigarette, and they, they come across, and we're like, oh boy, what is, what is this going to be? Um, and they asked if they could videotape us while they told us a joke. And we're like, videotape why? Where's this, you know, what's your deal here? And apparently there was some sort of competition taking place with groups of young people um, trying to just be ridiculous and interact with the common public. Um, which is a, a conceit I can get behind. Um, you know, the concern was, am I now going to be, you know, some sort of YouTube, you know, meme situation. They're like, this isn't going online. This is just for us, you know, to show folks, whatever. And we're, we're like, sure, go for it. Um, and one of their number, you know, told a, um, to be honest, a fairly lame joke. Um, I can't remember it, but like, it, it wasn't even dad joke level funny, in my opinion you know, and they, he says it and he's like, how, you know, how was it? I'm like, well, you know, they're like on a joke, you know, a scale from one to 10. Uh, like, well, the joke itself was, you know, kind of a one, but you know, in terms of being ridiculous, I think y'all got like at least a, you know, a seven or an eight going on, which made them very happy. Apparently that was going to bring them up in the, uh, in the rankings. Um, so they were happy and they, they went on about their business. Um, actually, you know what? I lied. That was after we'd gotten our initial coffee before we, we, we hopped in the bath. That happened. After we'd finished that and gone to the diner and went out for a cigarette after that, we saw another group of about five young men dressed ridiculously wandering the streets. Um, 
and there's the thing you do when you're when you're in a town um and there's stuff happening around you you know if you've if you've been in a city for long you you, you develop this sort of skill this sort of demeanor this sort of you know attitude about you um to kind of try and become invisible you know there's there's you know panhandlers and you don't have any change or somebody that you think may have had a few too many beverages or whatever that you just don't want to interact with you kind of adopt a sort of stance and, and just you know almost sort of a if I pretend you don't exist maybe you won't see me and we can avoid any kind of interaction sort of situation um and then there's also the opposite of that the oh a thing is happening people are coming towards me I will pay attention to them and in such a way as it's obvious that I'm paying attention to them in hopes that there will be you know some sort of interaction between us um and so we we see these guys and they're walking down the street and Abby and I kind of look at each other and kind of without any words being spoken kind of you know that that husband wife telepathy sort of look at each other like which way are we going with this do we want to you know fade into the background and hope this passes or or, or re-into this and we both kind of come to the conclusion that you know what let's see what this is about you know um we kind of figure we know what it's about but you know let's 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 see if they can outdo the other guys um and so we put on you know receptive face uh, and sure enough, they walk by and, and then, you know, we're like, hey, and they're like, hi, do you, do you mind if we, and they're like, no, there was a group that came back through earlier. Show us what you got. Um, the joke was a little better, um, you know, so they got ranked, ranked a little higher. Um, you know, and it, like I said, it just tickles me that there were people, you know, at least two groups of ridiculous young men, you know, somewhere in their teens to maybe early twenties, if we're lucky. Um, in ridiculous costumes, just walking the streets, trying to tell jokes to people. Uh, to me, that 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 makes me feel good about the world. Um, you know, and we gave them good ratings and gave them a thrill, and you know, it was mutually beneficial all around. Um, you know, good good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else particularly exciting um, or noteworthy that took place um, there in in glorious Cincinnati. Um, I don't know that there was. Uh, we, you know, after, after that, we kind of packed up, grabbed our st- stuff, hopped in the car, headed home. Fairly uneventful, um, as memory serves. Um, later that evening, um, we were scheduled to go to a crew game. Um, and for those of you not intimately familiar um, with Central Ohio soccer situations... Um, a crew game refers to the Columbus crew, um, soccer club, uh, major league soccer, um, here in Columbus. Uh, apparently our stadium was the first stadium built expressly for the purpose of soccer, which I'm sure Abby and her family had told me before. Um, but I didn't remember it until we were there at the place, um, and saw all the signs to that effect. Um, they're kind of a big deal locally, uh, particularly if you're into soccer. Um, and I guess, let let me, let me just be clear here. Um, while I am not generally speaking a sports guy, as anyone who's listened to the podcast for any length of time, uh, probably is well aware. Um, I'm just not a sports guy. I got nothing against sports. It's just not my, my thing. 
Um, and, you know, of the various, you know, full-scale table tennis variations that there are in the world of sports, uh, you know, tennis, hockey, uh, soccer, um, lacrosse, you know, it's, it's all table tennis. You're standing on there. There may or may not be a net, but it's, it's all just bouncing stuff back and forth around a big rectangle. Um, of those, soccer is fine. I, I, you know, I, I don't have any, a special love for it, but I, I got nothing against the soccer guys. You know, that's, that's their thing. Um, Abby's side of the family is very heavily invested and, and deeply in love with soccer, uh, particularly her father. Um, and I'm happy, and I'm glad, you know, he enjoys it. It's given him a lifetime's worth of, uh, pleasure, and I hope that he continues to do so. I just don't know all of it, or, you know, understand some of it, or whatever. Um, but for his birthday, he wanted the whole family to go to a, a crew game. Um, and I'm only too happy to oblige. Um, you know, not, not for nothing, but it, you know... Sporting events combine several of the things that I'd just as soon do without. Um, bad traffic, large crowds, overpriced food, and let's face it, when they're not playing the game, they're pumping some pop music nonsense at me. Um, but I can, I can deal with these things for the sake of, you know, um, the enjoyment of, of the family. Um, you know, it's not like it's, you know, water torture or something. Um... So we went, and we, we, you know, we all sat in one section. Um, it was, um, let's put it this way. As close as I was to Nick Offerman, um, the soccer seats were the exact opposite. Um, we weren't necessarily the back row nosebleeds, but we, we were pretty far away. Which, to me, in a sporting situation, seems kind of ideal. Um, it gets you away from all the crowds, which I am fond of. But it also gives you a better vantage point of the action, um, which I can get behind. Um, you know, plus it's cheaper, so hey, rock on. Everybody wins, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, it was the uh, crew versus the Portland something. I don't know what their team is called. Um, we did not fare as well as some would hope. Um they got their, the opposition got their third goal pretty close to the end, but it was at that point, the score was three to one, us being down, and I say us in a very loose sense here, but, uh, you know, the team we were rooting for was down by two, and in soccer, in that late of the game, um, we as a family, you know, an extended family all said, yep, let's go ahead and get to our cars, um, as did most of the stadium, I believe, um, but it was good. It was, you know, a bunch of guys kicking stuff back and forth. Uh, it was good. Um, somebody got yellow carded and I got to, you know, a little education on what that meant and how that works. Um, you know, it was good, it was good times. Uh, the traffic getting out of there was not as heinous as I was expecting it to. Um, I, I, I was kind of have had a bit of an anxiety situation just thinking about getting in and out of the traffic in that sort of a piece, but it actually worked out pretty well. Um, we were supposed, uh, the, the, the college-age daughter was intended to go home that night. There was some sort of birthday situation for one of her friends uh, that apparently didn't pan out, and so I did not have to drive, uh, you know, up north uh, for that, so we all got to go straight home and kind of hang out. Um, 
in keeping with the the you know nature of the weekend, I went home and and you know mi mixed up a couple of quick cocktails for for Abby and I. Um, Crown Royal and Mountain Dew, I believe I have mentioned previously, is a pretty tasty combo for me. Uh, I pretty much slammed the first one, um, and then you know proceeded to enjoy the remainder. Uh, and I got it in my head that I wanted a, something of a campfire, which I think the way in which I announced it to the family gave them some cause for concern uh, in that I, you know, took a short glass that was, you know, about a shot of whiskey and, and you know, you know, one part whiskey, two parts Mountain Dew. Um, and the Mountain Dew that went into it was in an open glass that was in the fridge, so it had kind of flattened. Um, and when I started drinking it, it was going down very smooth and quickly, and I just slammed it. Just one long draft, and it's gone. And I sat the thing down and said, I think I want to go start a fire. And I think the, those two things back-to-back -back made everyone think that somehow I was instantly drunk and or was looking to set myself on fire. Like, they all got real concerned looks about them. Uh, which is fair. Which is fair. Um, but I explained to them that, you know, no, we have a fire pit out back. Um, you know, and there is some wood available for me to, you know, burn. I just feel like it's, it's a pleasant evening. I feel like sitting out back and enjoying some whiskey and having a cigarette and, you know, having a little mini campfire out back, to which they're like, that's fine. Um, in the basement for literally years now, uh, we have had uh, a bunch of wood. Um, and it goes back to uh, Abby, when she used to work uh, for the, the printing company, uh, it shared a building with a frame shop, uh, you know, like picture frames. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, and at one point, I don't know the story behind it. Like I said, this was literally years ago. Um, she brought home a ginormous box of like miscuts, ends, weird corners from, from these frames. Um, basically to use as kindling. Uh, you know, we want some firewood, you want some other, you know, small wooden pieces to burn. Um, so it came home and we, you know, they sat in the basement for like ever. Um, and they eventually, you know, got put into plastic sealable containers. Um, let's be honest, they're cat litter buckets. Uh, if you've ever seen the big yellow tidy cat buckets, oh, um, cat litter, those. Um, we have cats, we go through a lot of those. Those buckets come in handy. Um, for whatever that might be worth to you. Uh, we had two of those chock full of these wood pieces. And they, like I said, they seal well. And they've been sitting out in the, uh, they got moved from the basement to the the, out, the back patio. And they've been sitting there forever. Um, you know, to burn. But just haven't gotten around to it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, set some of those ablaze. And so, uh, not having any um, proper tinder or kindling, uh, I went into the basement and I'm like, you know what? There's 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 a mostly full bottle of Zippo fluid down there that should work out pretty well for this purpose. Uh, you know, and I go upstairs with a you know a, a whiskey in one hand and a bottle of Zippo fluid in the other, and I'm like, ladies, I'll be out back. Um, and like I said, I think they might have been a little concerned, but uh, not so concerned that they stopped me. Um, so I stacked a few of those pieces up there, doused them down, lit them up. Uh, it took a couple tries for them to catch. Uh, but once they did, it was, it was very nice. Um, I took a little Bluetooth speaker out back and queued up a, a playlist of some, some mellow classic rock. Um, 
and was just kind of sitting back there jamming, looking into a fire, sipping whiskey, smoking a cigarette, listening to, you know, Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and whatever. And it was a good, it was a good Saturday evening. Uh, it ended things off nicely. Um, you know, and then Sunday was, uh, Easter. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, but yeah, the, uh, all these festivities, um, including the atheist convention took place over Easter weekend. Um, you know, woke up Easter morning. Um, the family was having to get together at Abby's sister's for a, a, a brunch type situation, which was very nice. When uh, I made bacon for everybody, and Abby made a sandwich souffle, um, and there were cinnamon rolls and you know hash browns, all, all sorts of good stuff there. It was good fun was had by all. Um, all in all, very a very very nice weekend. Excellent, excellent mid to late April weekend. Um, and I just thought I'd share that with y'all. Um, like I said, I had some, some good times there. Figured I'd let you guys know about. And uh, I hope you found it entertaining. Um, and so forth. And now that I have run out of things to say, I will uh, wrap this up. Instead of just mumbling incoherently or semi-coherently. Uh, indefinitely. So, thank you for joining. Uh, if you have any ideas of things you want me to talk about... Uh, as always, um, the it's out there. If you have a particular topic, let me know uh, at Cast Todd C A S T T O D uh, on the Twitter, uh, or you can opt to email me uh, at ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have the Anchor app, you can leave me a voice message uh, if there's something you want me to talk about. Uh, and always, I the challenge is perpetual. If there's something that you don't think I can talk about, uh, let me hear about it, and I will give it a shot. Uh, For the duration of a commute, I will be happy to try and blather on about whatever it is that you think might be fun uh, to hear me blather on about. Um, Just let me know, and I'm I'm happy to oblige. Uh, Until next time, everyone, thanks for joining. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Tell your friends. Um... And I will catch you all later. And that's it.